G'day everyone and welcome back to Shimmer Her Story, a women's athletes retrospective. Today we are talking about Shimmer Volume 13. I am your host Stacey and alongside me as always is Stephen Graham. How are you, Stephen? Knock, knock. Who's there? I eat mop. I eat mop who? (laughs) Get out! (laughs) Just get out! (laughs) Sorry, guys, that was the end of the show. (laughs) We're back on hiatus. Um. (laughs) For fuck's sake. I can't believe you fell for that. I'm very happy. <laughs> um so yeah so volume 13 uh recorded june 2nd again um 20 2007 at the berwins eagle club the third show of the weekend which is kind of wild for them which is even more crazy because the next show is in florida and they only record one show at that time so uh an interesting run here for for shimmer yeah, they really they squeezed three shows on the weekend to try and fit the whole uh, title tournament in, uh, I guess. But yeah, I, I, but they like only need two time. shows because they did the title tournament in two shows. Yeah, that's what like we were talking about this on the last volume. Like it, it does seem really weird that they then taped a normal volume after it. Like it just it feels like such a come down. But we'll see, see how it stacks up. <laughs> we will see. And there's no better way to start the show than Alicia. Taking on uh, <laughs> Serena Deeb. Great start. Uh, great start. Um, man, uh, you know this is good. This is like a WWF house show from the 80s where like the opening match is just there for the announcers to talk about what's coming on later on the show. <laughs> so yeah, this is, yeah, this is definitely a come down from the title tournament. Um, Alicia, which this is like a semi, not grudge match, I guess, but just interesting because Alicia is the one who replaced Serena Deeb in the title tournament after her uh, <clears throat> crash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we get this match, um, which, you know, happened. Uh, like, I mean, I, I really like Serena Deeb, and I think, yeah. I think she looked good in this. Um, but, yeah, this was basically just all commentary because they announced that uh, – they are, in fact, having a dog collar match between us and Danger and Cindy Rogers later. Did Artie um, the, to let them know? or? Well, she didn't mention Artie, but we, okay. we have to assume that he was involved somehow. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is the, uh, the historic and overall first time ever dog collar match in Shimmer. <laughs> um, and they also announced uh, Sarah Stock versus Daisy Hayes for later in the show, which mm-hmm. fucking yes. Thank you. Um yeah, and then, but we also got a Joey Lawrence reference from Blossom. This is the part where I tell you that I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, he was um, he was Blossom's brother on, on Blossom, and he went, "Oh, whoa!" That was like his catchphrase. Um, my absolute favorite scene in Blossom. Now that we're going to talk about Blossom for a moment, is that he was trying to cheat on a test, and he, he was a very dumb character. Um, so he wrote the answers on it on on his arm, right? Um, but there was too many answers, so he had to keep writing it smaller, and he kept writing it smaller and smaller uh, to the point where, um, hold on, lady, 
my dog is trying to steal food. Um, so he had wrote the answers um, over and over on his arms so much that he he cheated by writing the answers in his head, <laughs> which I thought was a good joke at the time. Um, but Blossom was known for her wearing silly hats. Um, and that's about it. But on better news, or maybe not, uh, Serena Deed gets the win here with the spear. Um, and um, some sad news maybe for you is that we we won't see Alicia again. No? No, that's it. I'm, I'm truly devastated. <laughs> Which makes me think <laughs> maybe she was filling in for the car accident. <laughs> like, literally, it seems to be her only, like, but she was. I don't know if we saw, I mean, I can't remember the last time we saw her, but, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, the first time. It's, yeah, she, she didn't really show us a lot, um, in the time that she had, apart from just being an annoying Jersey girl kind of heel. Um, yeah, there just, there wasn't a lot there. I thought, like, even this match, like, like you, you banging on about Blossom was far more interesting than, than this match was, but I thought Serena Deeb looked, looked good in it as she usually does, but Alicia just, she just is there. She there's fell, nothing, like just going for her. a move. <laughs> she yeah, literally fell over going for something, which she also did in her first match. So you know, <laughs> not a good average there. And yeah, and thankfully Serena Deeb just speared her to fuck and and won. Um, the funny thing though was that at the finish, um, Serena hits the spear and then like and drops another cover. Serena thought that the ref dropping down to cover was him counting one. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that when so that when he got to two, she thought it was three, and she kind of like she kind of started celebrating, like and and set up, and then he actually went then went down and hit the three. So like she's just lucky she didn't actually like jump off Alicia, like she didn't stop covering, yeah. but like she celebrated too early, <laughs> so that was funny. But um, but yeah, that was that was basically it. And I honestly, I'm not sorry to see the back of Alicia. Um, she yeah, she just wasn't really. And definitely didn't seem like the right fit for Shimmer. I mean, there are a lot of annoying heels in on the roster that do a lot better job than than she's done. So I don't really see see the need for her. But a little cameo that she had in Shimmer just this weekend. She, she did these yeah. three shows. For yeah. Us. There you go. All right. Well, let's move on. Here we get a recap of Volume Ten. Um, where they did the four corner survival and, uh, Josie and Malia Hosaka battled to the back after, um, um, Hosaka basically cost Josie that match. So we get a little bit of a grudge match here who, who Josie's kind of a house of fire to start. Uh, she has some Fez presses and punches. Um, uh, and then, you know, Hosaka, she's the wily veteran who, uh, who makes her come back. Um, with a, a nice spin kick as uh, Josie was running into her in the corner. Um, she also hit, uh, she kind of hit the Frankensteiner out of nowhere for the win. It, it was kind of like, this match only got six minutes and 11 seconds uh, for Hosaka to get the win. It was actually shorter than the opener uh, by four minutes, which is kind of something. But uh, yeah, the finish kind of seemed out of nowhere. Um and Josie getting her big win and then losing <laughs> the very next night is also another uh, another choice. Uh, this was just an interesting little booking thing here. Yeah, it, it certainly is a choice. Um, 
I mean, like, first of all, can you imagine how excited I was that they booked this grudge match? Because <laughs> I was, I was so excited by them rolling on the, on whenever that happened, <laughs> volume 10, I think it was. Um, I was so excited, like, I was so excited that we got this match out of it because I was so into their little brawl. Um, no loose ends in uh, Shimmer. Grudge match. Yeah, long term booking. Yeah, and then they basically spent the whole match talking on commentary about, like, the rest of the card, like you said about the first match. Like, they just kept talking about, like, they booked Eden Black versus Lexi, they booked the Minnesota Home Wrecking Crew versus Del Rey and Nikki in the main event. And then they mentioned that the next volume, which is 14, like you said, uh, will actually be in Florida, uh, which is their first foray outside of the Eagles Club in Berlin, which is, you know, which is big news. But again, it was just they didn't pay any attention to this match. <laughs> it went like six minutes. And then, like, Malia Hasaka just hit a standing Frankensteiner, you know, out of nowhere to win. Poor Josie, like, fading can, can't buy a win. And I just – it's just – like, I find it frustrating because, like you said, she literally just got her big win on the last show and they really painted it as, like, a big deal. She's been on this winless streak, desperate for a win all this time. Like, for volumes and volumes, they've been talking about this. She got a big win and now it's just back to, you know, back to this uh, and treated, like, as, you know, basically very much an afterthought. And it's just – I find it frustrating because, like, obviously, like, you know, everyone can't win all the time. There's an undercard for a reason. But, like, Jersey is way more popular and, honestly, a lot more enjoyable than a lot of other people who aren't on these massive losing streaks. Um, yeah. Like, like honestly, like, Nikki Rocks can't even find her own feet and she's on this, like, big push. And, <laughs> you know, like, not to single her out, but it's just, you know, Jersey, like, she's from Chicago. Yeah. Well, Eden Black is a better example because, like, like Eden Black, they're, exactly. they're flying her in from who knows where. Well, like, the attention they just gave Alicia for three volumes. Like, <laughs> you know, and, it, in, like, you know, it's, yeah, like, Josie's a local. She's from Chicago. The crowd loves her because she gets announced as, you know, as a local. Like, she has the the best song, you know, in in the company, as we've discussed, at yeah. Norsham. And, you know, she's got energy, she's a good baby face, like, presumably she can always come to tapings because she's from Chicago, like, she's, you know, they they book her a lot, she clearly, you know, is available and local, and it's just, I don't understand why they can't just throw her a bone, why they can't just, why they have to treat her like this, you know what I mean, unless it's actually going somewhere, but it feels like it's not after the, she won and then just back to losing again, for no reason, like, it just... You know, she, it's, and I mean, I know she ends up in TNA as, as Sojo Bolt, um, I think by the end of 2008. So like, we presumably have like, like at least another year of her, you know, working in Shimmer or being available for Shimmer, theoretically. And it just, mm-hmm. but I don't know why she's sort of in this position. And I mean, and I hate to, I hate to say it like this, but it's, it's one of those things that is a lot more stark in 2020 or 2021 as will be now, uh, you know, in hindsight is that like Josie is pretty much the only African American wrestler on the roster, on the, the regular roster, because I mean, amazing Kong comes in and out. She's the only African American woman on the roster and she's basically at the bottom of the, like at the totem pole. And it's just like, I like it, it's noticeable, you know what I mean? And yeah. 
it just, I, I just find it frustrating because I feel like they could be doing more with her and they're sort of squandering the, the overness and the goodwill with the crowd that she does have by just having her lose every week for no reason. So that's my, uh, that's my rant for today. No, it's a good rant and a good, a good point there for sure. Um, but yeah, there isn't really much to say about that match too. It's no. kind of the other thing. Um, so let's move on to another match. Uh, we're kind of blowing through the undercard here. We got Lexi Fife versus, uh, the Jezebel Eden Black, who they're now calling Indie Riffic, but the, the overlay as she comes out still says the Jezebel. So, um, she might need to up, update her card here. Um, <laughs> do you have, uh, do you remember much of this one? Um, it was okay. Like I, it, I kind of, I found, Lexi was good in this. Like it was one of the rare times where she gets a singles match and she gets. I'm sort starting of show to off like Lexi did. quite a lot. She honestly, yeah. Like I found her a little impressive in this match. Like, you know, so like Eden Black basically uh, like lives up to her name. Uh, <laughs> I'm like Indorific. That is not Jezebel. I mean, who knows? It's but like, yeah, she she just is there, just being Indorific, doing doing a bunch of moves sort of sloppily, you know, in her big pleather pants and, you know, like, you know, it's just, <laughs> she's just there. But I thought, I thought Lexi was really interesting in this, like in, in good and bad ways. Like at one point she actually, uh, does the three amigos. Yeah. Which I found really interesting for a heel to do who has nothing to do with Eddie when like that move is so specifically tied to Eddie. And I mean, this was 2007. It wasn't even that, long since you know since she, was, passed. she was, so it was wearing down the back so yeah but i mean just to focused. do that specifically with the, yeah, like, know, like holding on and rolling through like it's very specifically that that move and it was just very an interesting choice but um but she also did like this did this weird submission that was like a bow and arrow but it was like standing up and around holding her around her back instead like <laughs> sort of a backwards one and then, like, and so after a while, she has this on, like, standing in it, and then Eden doesn't submit or anything. So then Lexi just kind of, like, does a big dramatic sigh and just lets go. Like, just drops <laughs> Like, ah, fine. But she did do a good but, job of focusing then, on the back, I thought, in this. Yeah, so, like, it was it was good. I thought it was a good Lexi um, uh, performance. And then, and I like, I like the finish. Um, like... When Eden goes for a runner and then gets caught and then and gets hit with a power bomb, but then when Lexi goes down to cover her, like Eden goes straight into the triangle mm-hmm. with the counter and then she puts her triangle on and then wins. Um, so yeah, like it was, yeah, it, it did the job. I thought. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I w- Lexi's another one I wish got a little bit more, um, more wins. <laughs> out there but they're definitely they they're they're focused on Eden Black so um I'll give them the benefit of the doubt if they want to push Eden Black and Nikki Rocks um that's their prerogative but uh yeah. but but Lexi uh definitely made her look good and I guess that is her role so that that works out uh but next up we have something that um I thought was pretty fun uh we have uh Mischief Taking on Portia Perez. Um. <laughs> and like, and before we start, can yes. you, everyone listening, 
knows what Porsche Perez has been doing lately. And can you imagine how great Porsche is selling the screaming gimmick? <laughs> she throws a literal tantrum when she gets screamed a at. A literal tantrum. Yeah, which, which, like, the whole opening was just amazing. Like, just, like, to recap, like, the match starts and Mischief challenges poor Porsche to a test of strength, which is, like, three foot taller than her. Um, you know, fuck, like, she fucks around, like, puts her arm up, but Porsche's too short, she can't reach, you know, then the other one. And then Daphne comes in and she, you know, puts the left arm up, no, puts the right arm up, puts both arms up. And then she tickles, and then Portia puts her, both her arms up, and it definitely tickles her. <laughs> like, just for some, some gaga. And then Portia is so fucked off with this that she just literally sits down in the ring and throws a tantrum. Like a, like a toddler tantrum. Which, you know. <laughs> and then, and then, as uh, Portia's running away on the outside, Daphne grabs a cardboard cutout of mischief and streams at her from behind it. <laughs> and uh, and Prezak goes, she was frightened by the cardboard, um, <laughs> which was great. Well, as we learned in the last volume, cardboard, you know, can apparently come to life and, and shoot people. Uh, so, true. you know, it, it can be dangerous. And then um, um, to pull yeah, off. Yeah, but I think was that, uh, was that the time, it was either that time or another time where Portia uh, got screamed at and literally took a bump. <laughs> yeah, she did. Off of a scream. So. A flat back bump of a yeah. scream, which was great. Um, there was also another moment where uh, uh, Daphne's chasing Portia Prez, and uh, Dave says, stop chasing her around the school. I mean the ring. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, David. that one's that one's a little David, iffy. David, David. <laughs> just just little... no. Just oh. no. It was, it was tolerable when Danger was doing it, but no. No, oh, yeah, no. we don't have danger here, right? I think we do. Okay. I thought she left left early before. Or did she leave her. during this match? I think, let me just skip. I don't know. She, she's not in the next match. I think she was here. Maybe she just wasn't saying much. Okay. Of, she's of focused. If we don't have any notes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, go ahead. anyway. We get to the finish. I don't know if you have anything else to say about it before the finish. <laughs> the finish is uh, quite this, <laughs> quite something. This fucking finish, what I wrote down, just to paint a picture for you, what I wrote down was murdered. Mischief won by murder. <laughs> this is what I have. Yeah. Uh, Perez is on the top. Her feet get trapped in the corner. Her feet. Her feet get trapped in the corner. Yeah, which is Mischief. like the, uh, the position for like gold dust shattered dreams. Like yeah. if you can picture that. In the, so in the mischief climbs up and pile driver sir off the second rope. Yeah, like to her death. Like I, I wrote down. I was trying to write, figure out. Like I wrote down that she climbed up and like hit like a a no hands pedigree <laughs> from that position. <laughs> That's fair. Like she just kind of like grabbed her and just literally spiked her <laughs> so bad. Like, like, so Prezak called that apparently the obliteration. Okay. Uh, and she has like, a name for it. He's, he's not fucking wrong. Let me tell you what, like this was fair income. Like it, it, insane. Like literally Porsche is dead right now. <laughs> so I'm watching a lot of, um, all Japan women, uh, going back to the eighties and, and making my way through the nineties. And like, 
they're pulling off moves like Jaguar Yokuda is pulling off jackhammers in 1983. And you're like, what the fuck? How is like no one did this again until Goldberg? Uh, and I just saw Aja Kong, like she just started doing the package pile driver in 1990. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, where did this go? And then like Kevin Steen brought this back like 30 years later. Uh, and this was a, this was a move very much out of that vein of like, where was this? And where did it go? Like, this is insane. How is Yeah, and I think I think part of the answer is that like it went because only uh tiny little Joshi workers with no necks uh want to do these moves and die. So <laughs> that's why that's where it went. It's that people wanted to live, uh Stephen. But yeah, it's just you're right. Like it, it was very it was very kind of all Japan esque because she yeah literally just got spiked on her fucking head and like yeah unbelievable <laughs> but yeah so yeah fun little match uh insane uh murderous finish and mistress trial should be beginning shortly yeah uh so next we get um our favorite reporter Becky Bayless out here who who brings out Alexa Thatcher who we haven't seen it for a while um because because she's injured and she says she'll be back. Uh, and then Alicia comes out. Um, cause I guess they're both Jersey girls. Um, and then she, uh, she's like, wants to cheer her on because they're both Jersey girls. And she holds the ropes for her and Thatcher is smart enough to refuse to go through. Um, and then Thatcher holds the ropes for her, but Alicia obviously attacks her. Uh, they immediately cut away. Like, like not even we didn't get to see any of this attack. They like cut away, uh, and that's the last we ever see of Alicia. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, well, what happened was it was like Prezac because <laughs> it like it happened like she booted her like right in the like right in the cast like right in the moon boot like what a dick. And then Prezac just went ape shit that she was such a dick to do this and was like, just quick cut away, like cut away like to something else. And then they did. Um, Artie must've been listening. Shout out to Artie. And yeah, but that was, yeah. Prezac asked to cut away. That's why they just to kind of sell the angle. Like it, yeah, I don't know how or when Alexa Thatcher fractured her foot and they didn't really explain, but you know, hopefully she's okay. Fucking Alicia. I actually, like, I popped because she got one good line in when she came out because she was like, since I've been in Shimmer for such a long time, blah, like, and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, okay, that's funny. Like, and then she does this, like, you know, sneak attack. And, like, Alexa is even a smart enough baby face not to do it, you know, not yeah. to fall for it, but then, but then she still gets her anyway. And, like, this is literally the most interesting Alicia has been so far. Like, I'm finally like, yeah, I want Alexa to fucking end her. And, now apparently she's not coming back, so like you know, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to uh, good old Alicia. Um, I'm trying to look it up here, but because she, I couldn't really she's find still a lot wrestling of in twenty six. She got a match in twenty sixteen. Um, okay. so she's still she's still pretty re- wrestling pretty regularly in two thousand seven. Um. She takes 2008 off, according to Cage Match, and is back in 2009. So I'm not sure what happens there, but there's really no time off. She just um, just didn't come back, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So that's weird that they set up an angle that they just 
we just said yeah, they, well, that no like, loose ends in Shimmer is not ending. true. So. Yeah, I guess like they, they must have expected her to come back if they shot the angle and put it on the you DVD. Know. Yeah, you know what I mean. So maybe yeah, something must just have happened otherwise for her not to come back. And then, like you said, if she was off in '08, then maybe like by the time she came back to wrestling, she just wasn't, you know, wasn't on their radar. But yeah, interesting. Cool. Yeah. Oh well. Well, um, everyone, go visit rohwrestling.com. Um, and uh, we'll move on to cheerleader Melissa versus the Portuguese princess Ariel and. This was one I rather enjoyed. They got 10 minutes. Uh, cheerleader Melissa gets the win here. Um, with she hits, finally hits the air raid crash after her third attempt, uh, for the win. But, um, both of these two really work stiff. Um, and they both brought it with forearms, with chops, with some insane knees. Uh, this is a very, aggressive match and it really kind of brought out a whole new um side of ariel um which was cool and i i did like the story they said that uh melissa basically since she lost in the tournament she is now going to be super aggressive because she she doesn't want to have another loss. She, she doesn't like after that loss, she, she needs to rebuild herself up and she is not going to let that shit happen to her again. Like she kind of took Sarah stock maybe for, for granted. She didn't know who her opponent was and she came out here super aggressive. Uh, and, and I, I thought this was a delight of a match. Oh, totally. Like I was so looking forward to this, like on, like before it started, because I mean, Melissa is the stiffest wrestler in the company, I think. Like, mm-hmm. stiffest regular. And Ariel is, like, the stiffest baby face. Like, she's so she's so solid and lays everything in so much. Hits these, like, really hard chops, really hard forearms, you know, that we always talk about. So, like, I was so looking forward to this as just, like, a stiff fest. And it was. Like, <laughs> it was so just so good. They laid everything in. Like, Melissa was just, like hitting everything hard, hard slaps, hard chops, hard, oh, just everything. Like, the strikes were just unbelievable. Like, there was, I think it was Melissa who was just hitting these fucking knees to her head. Well, she had her like, in a side mount. Just yeah. destroyed her with knees. Like, knees on the ground, like, were just fucking brutal. Like, brutal shit. And, yeah, and then Ariel, like, makes these little comebacks and then is just stiffing her right back, you know, because she, like, really has a lot behind hers as well. So I just, like, loved all of this, you know, and then at the end they, like, they go in for their big moves. Ariel hits the that tornado bulldog that she does. Yeah. I'm sure that's a real move by someone. I don't know what name it is, though. But it's a tornado bulldog off the ropes. And then, yeah, and keeps countering the air raid crash, um, like, a couple times, and then Melissa finally hits it. Um, yeah, to win, but it just, yeah, this was so hard hitting, so stiff. I loved it. This, yeah, this really delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was, yeah, this was a, a little hidden gem, I think, uh, thrown in there. I, I really liked it. Uh, but we have some breaking news. Um, oh. Amazing Kong will return at volume 14. Excellent. Yeah. That is excellent news. I love what they Thank do. Thank you that. for breaking it. Yeah, I love that they do that just in between matches. They're like, breaking news! Amazing Kong will be on the next volume. Like, cool. Um, 
things, Dave. <laughs> it's like, because the DVDs come out so infrequently, and like when they do come out, they show them that. It's like, it's interesting that they're kind of. I wonder if the one in Florida was like aired on some kind of network or something. I don't know. 2007, I don't think they did that though. No, I can't imagine what kind of platform there would have been for that. I assume it was just like just the next volume that they yeah. put out on DVD. But yeah, you're right. Like it's it's curious that like yeah, DVDs come out like months, you know, like practically years later. Um yeah. <laughs> and and but like in the yeah, in the middle of a show, there's still like breaking news for the next volume that you'll see in like about eighteen months. Like that you'll have heard about already. But yeah, it's just yeah, it's just funny. It actually you know what, but it actually makes watching along streaming like in a yeah. in a streaming service it makes it actually really good because you are watching them back to back to back and can follow along show to show a lot a lot better because it's quicker so it actually does work really well for us even though it's kind of odd on a dvd but yeah yeah because like probably by the time people saw this dvd volume 14 not probably volume 14 already happened so i i guess it's just kind of uh yeah i, I love that shimmer i love when they work in this kind of weird time universe that no one else works in. It kind of makes me happy. Yeah. It's very episodic, which, you know, which again is good for us because we're watching, you know, streaming them one after the other, but it's also probably good in order to make you want to collect the DVDs, like every single one. So you can actually follow along Mm -hmm. show to show. Like, so you need to kind of break the news on the DVD. So that reminds you to like buy the next one kind of thing. Maybe I don't know. No, that's good. Yeah, like, yeah, if you know Kong's coming for the next DVD, like, that would definitely encourage you to, uh, purchase it. Uh, next up, we have, uh, Daisy Hayes versus Sarah Stock. Um, and Daisy Hayes dances with Hornswoggle during her entrance. I was gonna fucking ask you if that was Hornswoggle. Like, I didn't <laughs> want to be insensitive, but I could, I, I could have thought it was him. I'm so glad it was. <laughs> And which which is amazing because 2007 may have been like the biggest year of his career. Hornswoggle, like he won he won the cruiserweight title in in July, which is like the Did next he month. Really? And then yes, yeah, at the Great American Bash. And then later in the year, he gets revealed as uh, remember Vince's secret son. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, like he was the payoff to that angle. Like he was, yeah. So he was already in the WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um he debuted with Finley. Um, I want to say sometime in '06. Yeah. Uh, he did as the little bastard, and then yeah, because he was he was in Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 23, like helping helping Finley, Mm -hmm. and yeah, and then and then won the cruiserweight title. He did win that in the Great American Bash. You're right. I, I remember very well. And then, yeah. yeah, and then he ended up being Vince's son and he got, like, was in that big angle and just a whole bunch of stuff happening with him. Wasn't, so, he yeah, the, just, wasn't he the anonymous GM too? He, yeah, later it turns out he was the anonymous general manager. Fuck, he was busy. So, like, yeah, and then, yeah, so all this shit is happening and then he apparently is just showing up at a, at a shimmer taping. So. Apparently he went to a lot know, which of is, the, the, uh, which is Chicago right. I mean, he Indies. was, yeah, he was pretty, pretty well into the indie scene. Uh, from memory so that like i mean it makes sense but yeah it was just yeah the oddest thing (laughs) that he was just there 
<laughs> and he got to dance with Daisy, and yeah, it was fun. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so Daisy dances a bit, and then the the crowd asks Sarah Stock to dance, and she she denies them. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> Which was like. It was a great little, like... But she did ask for silence first, like she was going to dance and then didn't. So it's like, yeah, oh, she she's kind of feelish here. Yeah, and then and then said no, like, fuck you. And then it was just, it was very Rudo-ish. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what it seemed like. It was, you know, you can, you can tell already that, like, she's going to be great either as a face or a heel or as, you know, or anything in between. Like, she just, she has it, you know, and it... She's just so much fun. Okay, my uh, my next issue uh, okay. with this match is that uh, Prezak, and I mean, they always get that great line in about how, you know, Daisy Hayes may look small, but I mean, she goes to the gym, she's, you know, she's very committed to working out, going to the gym, and she's got so much strength behind her and all this sort of stuff. And then Prezak calls them the same size. He says, you know, like, don't underestimate Daisy, like, she's practically the same size as Sarah Stock. Hmm. Um no, she's not. No. <laughs> Daisy is the skinniest person in the known universe. <laughs> and like she's the size of a twig. Like, yes, she's all muscle, but like she's the size of a twig. Sarah Stark is literally in the middle of like winning like X amount of bodybuilding titles in CMLL, like in a row. Yeah. Which like was the main thing she won in Mexico, like instead of titles. Like she would just win the bodybuilding contest every year. Like she was jacked. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Prezak's comparing her to Daisy, who was like a stick, and it just it it pops me like, okay, dude, like <laughs> they're they're not the same size, but okay, go off. Anyway, uh, but also the match was like fucking great. So yeah, yeah. Once you talk about it, the match was great. Um, yeah, like there was this. a match. Um, yeah, after all that, it actually was really really good. Um, it's just both of them, like everything they do is just so good, like. They, like, Sarah, like, brings all her lucha stuff, and, like, I think because she's facing off against Daisy, she was sort of wrestling a little bit more of a heel, as a heel in this match, mm-hmm. and, like, doing a little, like, some more submissions and things like that, and, but I just, yeah, she is just so great, and, you know, Daisy's always great. They do, like, a big, like, a big sequence that ends in, like, a big double drop kick, like, face-off, you know, sending ovation moment, like, which is just, like, was really fun. And, oh, one of my favorite little moments was then um, Sarah Stock grabbed onto, like, Daisy tried to run, and Sarah grabbed onto her arm strings and, to pull her in for, like, a short clothesline, like a rainmaker. <laughs> she, like, pulling on her, <laughs> her armband, so yeah. that was cool. But, like, yeah, there was, like, a lot of back and forth. Like, Daisy, like, hit a lot of her cool stuff. Like, all this... All this sort of stuff, like just a lot of good moves in this. Like there Daisy, was uh, one of my uh, favorite moves was Sarah Stock hit. It. She she put her in a torture rack and then like turned it into kind of like a Samoan drop esque thing that looked uh, yes. pretty cool. There was another one she did where she um she put Daisy in a hammerlock and then and then turned it into like a backbreaker. Oh yeah, like with the hammerlock on, like which which was sick. Like Daisy um. Daisy has this new move where like she steps over somebody and then and then falls back into a senton. But this time she stepped on Sarah Stock and then fell and stayed on her back and then fell into the senton, like didn't even step over her first, like just stayed like launched off her back, which like made it even worse. Like like worse in a good way, like it made it even like 
you know, more painful. So like, yeah. And it just, yeah, it's kept escalating. There was just like lots of roll-ups, lots of counters. Like they just keep like jostling for position. It was just, just such a good wrestling match. And then in the end, like a really good ending sequence. And then Sarah Stock just like drills her with a tiger driver. Oh yeah. It looked... And wins, which looked sick. Um, yeah. And then Sarah gets the pin. Uh, um, yeah, I thought this was fucking great. I thought it was really good. Uh, I remember the only thing that felt like it hampered it a little bit was um, there was a lot of work on Daisy's back in the match, and then it was kind of mostly ignored for the comeback at the end. Um, s- small little nitpick, nitpick that you know maybe just puts it a little bit below the uh, the the matches for Value Twelve uh, there, but these two definitely mesh. Like, I can see them having a, a greater match in the future. Um, if the, you know, just getting another shot at it. Cause clearly there's a lot of good stuff in this match and they're both very excellent. So, uh, I, I would definitely like to see this match again. Oh, yeah. They can definitely do this again and again. Yeah. And I mean, what, like, what a weekend Sarah Stock had. Yeah. Eh? One of her you know, her first tapings with the company, like being brought in. From Mexico, and again, like I said, when she showed up, like this was her first foray back into American, the American indie scene since like, like for years, because she had been down in Mexico for so long. This was her coming back into the the American indie scene, and she fucking killed it. Yeah, yeah. just destroyed over like over these last few volumes. So I am so glad that she is in now. What a great addition to the roster. Yeah, yeah, very much. She's there. Very much uh, melded into the company here. Uh, so, so now we get the rematch from volume 12, this time with a dog collar between Alice in Danger and Cindy Rogers. Um, it, it's the, the version where you have to drag your opponent to, to the corner. Um, and they're, they're, they obviously have the dog collars around their necks. Um, Alice in Danger yeah. made some transphobic comments at the start. That wasn't cool. Um, but it is 2007. Uh, but this match here. I missed that. What are you talking about? I missed that. I didn't write down the exact phrasing, but, uh, she said something to Cindy that wasn't, that was a little problematic. Um, but I, we were very high on the street fight. Um, I, I, I wasn't high on this one. Um, I think the, just the, kind of the the rules of this match kind of hurt it a little bit um but there definitely was a lot of vicious stuff uh by Cindy um especially using the the chain and the the she was using the ring steps uh to to really um to really take advantage of her uh and they had the um they had the classic finish where Cindy is carrying danger around and taint danger uh touches right after her each time but then they get to the final corner and usually in this situation alice in danger who is being carried behind and is the baby face would reach out and touch it before cindy or like stop her and then touch it for the win but instead she hits a fucking sto and then cindy gets sto'd into the fucking turnbuckle so she wins <laughs> like what is danger looks so stupid here uh, but uh i think they did the best you could with these kind of rules uh with these two uh but what did you think of this one uh i basically uh agree with 
everything you said. Uh, like, this, like, was fucking bullshit and entirely because of the rules. Um, yeah. I just, I, I can't, I can't deal. Like, and I mean, like, a, like a real dog collar match, like, as in just tying each other to the dog collar, like, fucking rules, right? Like, Piper Valentine, Piper yeah. He's like, like, legitimately one of my favorite matches. Like, mm-hmm. fucking rules. The, the rules destroy this match. Cause I hate the, you have to touch all four corners in a row, like, no yeah. matter how you, like, it's just, it just makes it, like, cutesy instead of being an actual fight because they're just worried about touching the corners instead. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, it, it's fucking garbage. I hated it. So I was already, like, bummed at the beginning. But, yeah, like, the actual parts where they were brawling with each other were so good because, again, it was just a continuation from the street fight and they hate each other and they just they just have this chain to, like, drag each other around and whip each other with the chain, you know, and, you know, they, they do the tug-of-war in the corner that uh, sends Danger into the ring post and then... And then she rams her into the steps a bunch of times as well. And Danger gigs and we get blood for the first time. Oh, yeah. The first ever historic. A pretty sh- yeah. Historic inaugural first time ever blade job in, in Shema. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've seen blood. It's definitely the yeah. first time since we've returned. Uh, I can't remember if one of those being Melissa mischief matches had it or not. Yeah, but I, I can't remember specifically that there was. I think this was the first time. So it's like, oh, that's like a nice little, like, you know, addition. Because this is definitely, you know, the match for it if you think about it. But it's just, yeah, the rules made it, yeah, really not as as violent and hate-filled as it could have been because they were just worried about touching the corners instead. You know, I just, I fucking hate it. And then, like, you know, it, it the finish was the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> She literally pushed because Cindy the, into the ropes to like so, get the loss. Say, yeah, so for context, at the start of the match, they announced the rules. And the rules are you have to touch all four turnbuckles in a row without being interrupted by an offensive move, like by your opponent. You know, that's literally the rule. That's fair too. So yeah. what happens? Cindy goes around touching all three and dangers behind, like on her back, touches them as well. So they both touch three. And then Danger hits an STO, which is a fucking offensive move. So how does Cindy then win if she touches the turnbuckle after Danger hit her with an STO? Like, yeah. it's just, it literally doesn't even make sense in the stupid rules. And, you know, it just, it was just such fucking bullshit and I hated it. And so Cindy slips on a banana peel and wins after this what was supposed to be a fucking hate-filled dog collar grudge match. And just, you know, and so now, like, do we have to have another blow-off with another gimmick match because nobody has fucking won, like, definitively? You know, I and so. I just, I, I, I hate it here. Like, it's just, like, this, yeah, it was such a letdown after the great street fight and after the great feud they've had so far. And the finish was just worse, like, the worst part of all. And it just... Yeah, like now I'm now I'm just mad, and now I don't want to see the feud continue because this was, you know, so frustrating. So, I yeah, I didn't like this at all. And like I said, like the brawling parts were so good, but yeah. it just got so overshadowed by the stupid rules and the finish. Like, I yeah, this, I really did not like this at all. They have a two out of three falls match in the Florida show. 
Okay, so they are continuing. Yeah. Hopefully with the chance of an actual definitive finish. And I mean, like, if they had to do this bullshit to, like, to get them there, like, to keep having these matches just so they can have more brawls with each other, like, fine. Because, like I said, the brawling part was good, but the rules just just killed this match, and the finish made no fucking sense, and I hated it. Oh, my God. They could have, they could have, they could have found a way for, like, I mean, the whole point of these, like, you know, the bullshit touch the corner rule is for the heel to like win without beating the face. You know what I mean? Cause it's yeah. just some stupid, Oh, they didn't see. And then they, you know, then they won behind their back kind of thing. Like it, like there was a million ways to do that finish and have Cindy like s- steal a win without, without it making no sense because she literally hit a move. It should have broken up the count, you know, mm-hmm. like it just, it was so dumb. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I hated it. I hope the next one will be better. Yeah, uh, it is a great card for Florida. So we'll look. For, everyone look forward to uh, to that show in a couple of weeks. Uh, this time for our main event, we have uh, Sarah Dalray and Nikki Rocks taking on the Minnesota Home Wrecking Crew, who are wearing matching outfits. Uh, and Sarah Dalray still has her gun, and she's just shooting everyone with the gun as she comes out. <laughs> More murder. Yeah, and uh, fun thing, um, as they're introducing the Minnesota Home Wrecking Crew, they demand that they're introduced as the best tag team ever, uh, which is uh, a nice little touch by... Which, look, like, they're not wrong. Um, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> like, and the, like, the other thing... Like, well, they also freaked the fuck out when they were checked for weapons. Which... Oh, of course, because how dare they? <laughs> They've never cheated in their lives, as yeah. we well know. Um, like, I thought, like, I don't think I've ever noticed, probably, because they do announce Weights and Shimmer. I don't know if I've ever noticed, uh, the heels being announced before, but, like, they announced them, like, as a combined 252 pounds, which just made me laugh because it's, like, Rain and Lacey, like, equal one John Cena. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's just funny to think about. Like, that's how fucking tidy they are. But... Yeah, and the other the other thing about the announcing is that uh, uh, he announced it as having a one hour time limit, and the crowd literally went ooh like as if the match was going to go for an hour. <laughs> you never know. And like spoilers, it did not go for an hour. It, like it went eleven minutes and fifty three seconds. <laughs> there you go, twelve minutes. Like <laughs> it, it was not, but like yeah, they they really like bought the announce as if it was going to be an hour long match for some reason. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Yeah. So this was awesome too. Um. This was a, a, another old school, very old school tag match. Um. Kind of the basic structure. Um, and some great classic heel work by Lacey and Rain here. Um, the things like Lacey, um, putting on the camel clutch and then, uh, Rain distracts the ref so she bites her hand, uh, while she's in it. Um, uh, a lot of stuff like that. It, it, it's interesting, I found here that they, they got, um, basically Nikki Rocks was getting, uh, beat up uh and she she does the like the hot tag uh and i don't know what my point was there and i've completely lost it so let's ignore that um and if i remember i'll edit that out but i won't remember so 
everyone enjoy some rambling there. But why don't you talk about this match for a second while I recover my thoughts? Well, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, the, the story of the match was, like, I mean, the first of all, there was the baby faces uh, running wild a little bit. Um, but, yeah, the story of the match was basically the heels just taking over on, on Nikki Rocks and her selling, and then and then we do get the hot tag to Del Rey. I thought, like, I mean, it's not it's not a surprise at this point, but, like, the heels were so great just just in general. Like, I thought Rain actually looked really good in this match. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, she hit the um, – the fucking the Sasha Banks knees in the corner, like what, yeah, is that the yeah. Meteora? Yeah, like absolutely annihilated Nikki with like the Meteora knees, like amazing. And oh, there was one other moment that I loved where um Rain um like like hits a move on Nikki and then goes down to pin Nikki and then as she's pinning her, she's like kicking her legs out the back trying to look for the ropes, like to put her feet on the ropes, <laughs> and like she can't get them because she's too far, like she's not close enough to reach them but like you can tell she that's what she's trying to do mm-hmm. it's like she's always just trying to fucking cheat <laughs> yeah and <laughs> there, she's also such, such a thing. unique the way she strikes is so unique too and it looks so yeah. good um yeah uh really and really I enjoying noticed, rain here yeah rain rain's really coming into her own as well uh as well with Lacey, who obviously had the the bigger weekend overall but yeah and and then i noticed on the other hand nikki rocks as like weirdly old school offense because like she does like the Polish hammer. And then also at one point, like she like boxed Rain's ears, yeah. like the old like clap, like the ear clap. Like, yeah. okay. I think it's, it's probably good that she just does that because it's hard to fuck that up <laughs> as opposed to, um, Oh God. Poor Nikki. And then um, they did double the Sarah Del Rey and Nikki rocks did double discus Polish hammers at one point. Yeah. The double hammers as well. So yeah, it's yeah. I mean, Nikki. I I don't know that we have a lot more Nikki to go because I know she turned up in TNA very soon, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess we'll talk about when that when we get to that. But yeah, but I mean, she's you know, God love her, she's trained. And yeah, and then we get the hot tag to Del Rey, um, who just runs wild on everybody. Um, they end up the heels end up hitting like a double lung blower on Nikki, which is pretty oh. cool. And then Del Rey just fucking butterflies both of them. And then and I can't even remember. Like yeah, she does so the Nikki, double butterfly roll uh, thing to both of them. Yeah, like to both of them. And then Nikki. Uh, so Lacey must have been on top. So like she butterflies both of them, and then Nikki pulls Lacey off to hit her with her finish. And then Dore is still holding on to Rain through all this, like in the butterfly, and then she hits the, the slam out of it and then wins. So, like, it was a really good, like, feel-good babyface kind of finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, a good sense. way to end the weekend, I think. Just uh, And it, yeah. It was a good sort of showcase. Hobby. Yeah, and a good showcase for Del Rey, like, as the, the new sort of ace of the promotion. Like, mm-hmm. not new, because she has been, but, like, the newly crowned champion, you know, she's the ace, and she just gets this little sort of showcase here. Um, yeah, so it was just fun. The last volume that Nikki Rocks is in, at least during this era. Volume this is? 43. Oh. Volume 43? Yeah, she doesn't go anywhere. She doesn't go anywhere. That's surprising because she does, she's obviously a regular in TNA uh, pretty soon after this. Um, she doesn't disappear, though. She just keeps wrestling. T- Shimmer. Well, 
Well, lucky us. Yeah. <laughs> Man, no, well, looking at this I'm, last I'm show she's on, though, that's crazy. How, yeah, I'm interested to see how she, how her actual career develops then as she's like simultaneously on TNA television as, as presumably a completely different character to what she's doing, at least so far in Shimmer. So we'll have to, like I said, we'll have to see when that happens. uh, Her last match is against, well, Courtney Rush, but Rosemary. Oh, (laughs) she's there that long. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see what, like what Nikki looks like the further along her career goes and the more that she works in TNA and see how it, how it compares and contrasts. You've seen the TNA stuff. Does she get better? She, it's, it's different because she, I mean, I'll spoil for you. Like she turns up in TNA basically as like a giant monster heel bodyguard for, uh, uh, um, the fucking, uh, the New Age Outlaws. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, wasn't she with Billy Gunn? Because they were, yeah, because they were the, um, that was when they were the Voodoo Kin Mafia in TNA, which is the roof off of VPM and doing all their Vince shit. And then they took the voodoo part literally, and so they brought Roxy in as uh, she became Roxy, um, like the voodoo queen. So she was like playing literally like a a voodoo queen, and you know, with the big hair and the and everything, and just and gyrating and and yeah, and basically working as like a no selling, like big tall monster kind of in the ring, which Mm -hmm. you know is just all very odd but i mean i guess not any less odd than what she's doing now but yeah so that's what i mean like it, it'll be interesting to see how it how it affects her her running shimmer if it does at all yeah yeah um that'll be cool I, I wonder if she does if they just ignore it or if she like does some voodoo or some shit um yeah like i, yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine you know so we'll have to see yeah. So the next show, Volume 14, like we said, in Florida, it, it's subtitled Hot Summer Nights. So it's got a, a title for once. Um, check this out. We got Cindy Rogers, Alice in Danger, the two out of three. We have um, Daphne's first match. We have Cheerleader Melissa versus Rain. Daisy Hayes versus Mischief. Awesome, Amazing Kong versus Nikki Rocks. And Sarah Del Rey uh, defending the title against Lacey. Ooh. Well, there you go. Our first time ever title defense. Yeah, and that's a hell of a card. That's so. a big card, yeah. Well, I guess they, yeah, seeing it's a special one-off uh, road show in Florida. Yeah, um, at the goal yeah. all out. Hard. No, it sounds good. Yeah, so join us for that in a couple of weeks, and um, make sure you go on to streamshimmer.com and sign up and, and watch the show so you can uh, follow along with us. Um, Stacy, if people want to, to send you a message, um, do you have a PO box or how do people want to reach you? Uh, you, I do have a PO box. I don't know what the postage would be like to Australia. So let's not, you know, <laughs> let's not worry about that. But you can find me on Twitter, um, at, Women's Sport Sid S Y D. Uh and where can they find you? Uh Stephen Graham T W S. Uh Stephen with a V, Graham like the cracker, and T W S um acronym like for the something. Letters. That's yeah, like the letters. 
it used to mean something, but that something has no meaning anymore. So I, I need to come up with something else, um, which I haven't. Does it not stand for the wrestling super show? No, it was the wrestler snapshot, which was a an article I was writing at the time that oh. I see stopped. Um, so it, it's rather pointless now. Um, but I don't know how to change that part of your name, so I just go by Stephen Stephen as my tribute to Kelly Kelly instead. I like that. Yeah, I uh, I have the same issue because I originally created my Twitter to uh to follow along and promote all the women's sport women's sporting events that were happening uh in my area because women's sport was not nearly as as promoted as it is even now like we're getting there now but uh yeah at the time I I was doing that um and then that just kind of fell off and it just became my twitter account but I've never actually changed the name so there you go (laughs) but it's it's Stace and I'm I'm a girl in a fridge in the picture, so you can definitely find me. <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of girls in fridges on Twitter. I hope not. No. Nope. Been any one. Okay. I'm, I've cornered the I've cornered the market on, on everyone. Send pictures. Human-sized of, fridge costumes of girls in fridges to Stacy. Um, everyone you find, just um, send her a message. She'll yeah, really I need to know my competition. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to eliminate them. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> it just got dark. So if you send her a picture, she might put a hit on someone. So this is great. Um, and we'll be back for Volume 14, Hot Summer Nights, uh, in a couple weeks. Thank you.